0: Well, hello there. I'm Tracy Resch-Williams, business coach and consultant for Alaska Tracy. Businesses work with me that are seeking calmness clarity, and prosperity. Using my vision mapping framework, I guide them on their journey to success. On this podcast, you can enjoy hearing inspirational stories of success, as well as business tips and tools that you can actually use. So thanks for joining in. And oh, please remember, click the subscribe button, invite your friends and leave a comment. Thank you. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Alaska Tracy podcast. I am so glad you are here for this episode. Holy cow, what a story my next interviewer has. She her name is Stacy Howish. And I met her through a group that I'm involved in with about 465,000 women, and I'm picking up the phone, I'm making connections, and I connected to her that way, and I was moved. I was moved with her story of creating a 1,000 Ripple Effects and a business on endometriosis for women and a business on... Marketing called Done For You Marketing and her mission in life that she has known about since she was a very young child. I was totally moved and I thought that you would be too. I'm anxious to share her, let her share her story, her passion, her vision for life and helping so many people. So without further ado, I am going to let Stacy share her story. I hope you're as moved as I am and that you reach out to her, uh, either you know, check out the show notes or if you're watching on YouTube, check out the show no- notes. And please, please, please reach out to her so that we can all help create her vision and help so many people in the world. Thank you so much and enjoy this episode. Remember to please click subscribe and share with your friends.
1: Well, hello, Stacy. Well, hello, Hi, Tracy. <laughs> Hi, Tracy. How are you this morning? Good.
0: How are you? It's morning your time in Australia.
1: Yes, it is. It's like 9.30 in the morning here, and it is Thursday morning, and I think we're we're on the 3rd of June, I
0: think. Ah, So we are recording this, for those listening to the podcast episode, we are recording this on... June 2nd in Anchorage, Alaska in the afternoon. Oh, wow. June 3rd, Stacy's time. So welcome, she's in a park, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, in a park for the lighting. We're hoping she doesn't have rain and thunder showers behind her.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure Mother Nature will be kind to us today.
0: Yes. So as I was sharing in your intro that we met each other through a Facebook group that we both belong to. And I was really intrigued with your story of creating 1000 Ripple Effects. Stacy, can you share how that all came to be, sort of your backstory?
1: What's your all story? All right. <laughs> What's my story? All right. So um, how it all started is I was about four years old, And I was sitting cross legged in my lounge room on the lounge room floor. And all of a sudden, this vision came over me massive, huge vision that I was going to be a mum to all the kids out there in the world. And I was going to build safe homes and safe schools for them. Right. And I was going to build a place of safety and trust for every child to grow up and be themselves. And at that point I knew, I absolutely knew without a doubt, no hesitation at all, that this was my purpose. I was here to be a mum to all those kids. And I've held this vision since I was about four years old and I even drew it. I drew this and you've got the drawing there. So you can put that up if you wish. And its you can see that there's me in the middle and there's all the schools with the teacher and all the kids in the, there and then there's a book There was even a book in there. So at the age of four, I even had a book in there that we were going to publish a book. But at the age of four, I didn't know this, right? I just knew I was going to be a mum. And so my whole life, I grew up going, yes, I'm going to be a mum to all these kids. And I started building this vision um, a number of years ago, and the whole vision uh, got collapsed And I had to start again. So once everything got taken away from me, I was literally in a pit of despair. And I just spent about two years, literally two years just crying. And I didn't know what to do. And one particular day, I was cleaning out my filing cabinet. And I found the drawing that I had made when I was four years old. There was the drawing. And I looked at that drawing. I burst into tears. And I went, I've got to get up. These kids need me. These kids are relying on me to actually build them homes and schools everywhere all around the world. I have got to get up. So I got up and I said to the universe, I said, you tell me how I'm supposed to do this because everything that I do doesn't work. Everything I have done has fallen apart and hasn't worked at all. All right. So if I'm going to do this, you tell me how am I supposed to build these schools and homes for these kids? And during the meditation, this massive, huge vision came to me and it was like, you're not meant to do anything. You just have to gather the people because everything already exists. The people already exist. The passion already exists. The projects already exist. Everything is already here. Your job is to bring everybody together. I went, okay, all right. How do I do that? Okay. What? Time out.
0: I, time out. So I'm like, my brain's just going as, as most of you know, I have like a bazillion questions. So when you were four, what did your parents think of this vision?
1: Um, they just, they just sort of, you know, patted me on the head and said, oh, yeah, you know, that's, that's really nice. And, um, I held this vision inside my heart until I could actually build it myself. And They gave me all the training in the world. They've been very supportive and they made sure that I was totally prepared to actually be able to go and build this. So they were really good about it and made sure that I had all the training necessary I needed.
0: Okay. So then did you have a job? Like, what did you get into? What did you get into work-wise in between four and when you started gathering these people?
1: Well, see, there's there's a whole bunch of different things there. So most of the time I just sort of took jobs that were like factory production lines or hospitality, washing dishes or something like that, because what I didn't want to do is take a job away from somebody who actually wanted to be there. Like I didn't want to take somebody's position because I didn't want that position. I knew that this is what I was here to do. And if I took somebody else's job, I would feel terrible. So I just said, well, I'm happy just to wash some dishes for a while, or I'm happy just to pack boxes on a production line or something like that. So that's what I did. Mm -hmm. And um, then, so we got to the point of everything already exists, right? And I just had to gather everybody. And I'm in the middle of a supermarket, just doing my groceries. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of the supermarket, that's where it came to me. thousand ripple effects. Gather 1000 people, get them all to tell their stories mm-hmm. and put it all into a book. That's where it came to me. I went, okay, that's what I'll do. Now this had come about because I'd actually run parenting skills training for quite a long time. And during that time, I had met so many different kids. I had met uh, parents, i would met families, i would met kids. And I had been the bridge to repairing all of those relationships. And what I had noticed is when I was running parenting skills training, what I'd really noticed is that I had, I, I was 19 years old at the time when I was running parenting skills training. I was 19, oh right? And everybody in my classroom was 30, 40 and 50 years old. So all the parents, they were parents, but they were not adults and I knew this and I knew at that time before I could even teach them parenting skills, I actually had to teach them how to be an adult. So I actually taught them adulting skills first, what it was to be an adult, how to be an adult, what it was to be a man, how to be a man, what it was to be a woman, how to be a woman. I taught all of that and then I got into the parenting skills because without all of the, um, sorry, there's a bug biting me. And um, (laughs) I couldn't resist it any further. (laughs) And um, before I could, and I just knew that that's what I had to do. And so when I decided to build the Thousand Ripple Effects, it's going to be a community center for all of those kids who've left the foster care home. So all the kids who've left, who turned 18 and they have aged to 26, and they've left the foster care system. So what happens? is in the foster care, these kids grow up in a foster care family and the government pays the family a financial supplement. And when the child turns 18, the foster care child turns 18, that family gets, the, that financial supplement stops. There's no more financial assistance for this family so the family turned to that foster care child and say well we're very sorry but we don't get any more money for you you're too expensive we can't afford you you are 18 years old now you are an adult there's the front door goodbye hope you make it out you go. It's time for you to go and make your own way in life. And I looked at that and I just said, that's awful. Like these kids should not be pushed out onto the street just because there's no more financial assistance. You know, you would never do that to your own child. Don't do it to um, a child that you've been taken care of as your own child either. And I started looking into the statistics of everything, Tracy, and the statistics show that the kids who turn 18 from the foster care system um, 71 percent of them are homeless once they turn 18. 71 percent are homeless and 47 percent are unemployed. Now that's just in the foster care system alone right that's not all the other kids who are homeless on the streets either or facing tragedy or trauma or anything else that's just foster care. Now here in Australia there's 47,619 children in foster care right and every 12 months approximately 600 of these children leave the foster care system. Now, if you look at 71% of that, that's 426 kids. Every 12 months are now homeless. Where do they go? They can't go back to their normal, natural, biological family because of reasons that they were taken away. Mm -hmm. Uh, They can't go back to the foster care family. They've just been kicked out through the front door. They can't go, the real estate agents won't rent to them because they've never rented before. They don't have a rental history, right? So where do they go? They're stuck between a rock and a hard place. Mm-hmm. There is nowhere for these kids. And I looked at that and I said, that's totally tragic. You know, mm-hmm. every child deserves a place to call home. Yeah. And at the age of 18, I know that according to the government, that these kids are adults, but biologically, the chemistry in their brain is actually not an adult yet, right? The chemistry in the brain, the adult brain actually clicks in at the age of 26 not the age of 18 so at the age of 18 their brain and their brain chemistry is actually still a child brain and they still act like a child behave like a child think like a child and um do what children do Mm -hmm. right these kids need a home a place that they can call home a place of safety and trust that they can uh do what they need to do which is find out who they are find out what they're passionate about find out what they they love doing and then go and do it implement it into the world so this is where a thousand ripple effects came about because I'd been parenting over 150 kids now most of the kids that came into my life were young boys they were aged between 19 and 26 and they were lost I started a conversation with these boys and within two minutes, I knew immediately there was no father, there was no uncle, there was no grandfather, there was no significant older male in this young boy's life to help them transition into being a man. Mm. And I looked at this young boy and I knew in my heart that I had to have the man conversation with these young boys then and there on the spot now right? It had to be done now. Because if I didn't have that conversation with these young boys, they were going to be remain lost little boys forever. Mm -hmm. So I literally, on the spot, just said to all these young boys, look, I will have the man conversation with you, what it is to be a man, how to be a man, all right? I'm not the best person in the world, it would definitely be better coming from the men. But right now, I'm the person who's willing to have this conversation with you. And I'm going to do it now. And I'd look those boys straight in the eye. Most of the time we sat side by side. We didn't look at each other um, because it's easier for them just to open up and communicate if we're not looking at each other. We just sat side by side and we talked. We talked about everything. There was all topics of conversation were open for discussion with me. There was was nothing that wasn't. Most of the issues were body image issues. Every single boy has an image, uh, an issue with their body, something, okay, body image issues self-esteem issues, are they good enough? Will the girls like me, you know? Uh, then we had parenting issues. They didn't know how to be a parent. You know, How do you be a dad to a little girl? How do you be a dad to a little boy? Because they are different, you can't do it the same. You have to parent differently. And I was teaching them parenting skills. Then we had relationship issues. How do I be a husband to my partner? My partner's going through morning sickness and I can't handle the morning sickness. So I was teaching them different strategies on how to handle all the different stages of pregnancy for the woman and how to be there, how to show up. And I said to these young boys, I said, your wife or your girlfriend may be pregnant and she's having morning sickness, but that morning sickness actually affects you also at the same time. You're not the one doing the vomiting, but you're the one that has to smell it and possibly even have to clean it up. And you've got to look at it, which is gross. Okay, it's gross. And I'll tell you that right now. But both of you are affected by everything. So if she's going through morning sickness, you're going through morning sickness. She goes through it by vomiting up every day. You go through by having to clean it up or smell it or something like that, right? So understand that whatever the two of you go through, both of you are going through it. Whatever you face, she faces, right? So if you've lost your job, she's lost her job too. She's lost your job. And that affects both of you. Um, If both of you have a trauma or a medical condition like cancer Uh, one of you has cancer both of you have cancer but it affects you differently all right so I was teaching them how to be in a relationship and to understand that both people are affected by everything Mm. that happens in that relationship Everything. And this is really important because most people go, Oh, that's just women's stuff. Oh, that's just men's stuff. No, 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 no. It's <laughs> not just women's stuff. It's not just men's stuff. It's affecting everybody, right? Everybody is affected just differently, right? If your partner has depression, Your partner might be the one lying in bed crying all day, but you're also affected by that depression because then you've got to pick up the slack in the house and you've got to do extra chores. You've got to uh, deal with the crying and the tears and you don't know what that's all about and everything else, right? Mm. So there's a whole bunch of things that we went over and every topic was open for discussion with me. And this is where I actually started understanding that all the issues that women face are exactly the same issues that men face. We face exactly the same issues as each other. But I'll tell you now, the two of you, the men and the women don't talk to each other. So the men and the women don't actually understand this. I understand it. And I feel like I've been given a massive privilege. I was given a huge, huge, massive privilege into understanding men understanding young boys transitioning into men, understanding men, understanding relationships from their perspective, their angles, their side of the story, Mm -hmm. right? And this has been my blessing. Because when I talk to women, I actually communicate to the woman exactly what's going on for that man or that husband or that boyfriend. And they go, oh, I get it now. Yes. Okay. And the same thing. So when I'm talking to the men, I communicate to them going, well, this is what your girlfriend's going through. This is what your wife is going through. Um, And they go, oh, okay. I get it now. Yeah. All right. Get it right? So a thousand ripple effects has come from there. And this is where the stories came from going, well, if I've been parenting 150 kids already, and I've been sitting there going through body image issues, self-esteem issues, parenting issues, relationship issues, marriage issues, and everything else, and I've only had 150 kids, there's going to be thousands of kids out there who have exactly the same issues as these ones that I've been dealing with. And how do I get to them? How do I show up for all of these kids because I can't multiply myself a thousand times (laughs) I wish I could I wish I actually had one of those machines where I was duplicating myself and I could go out there and you know be a mum one-on-one to all these kids so I thought but if I put all the stories into a book if I put all the advice into a book And it's not just my advice, it's got to come from everybody in the community, because everybody has something to offer. Everybody has a pearl of wisdom that is really important that these kids need to hear. I said, that would work. So I'm going to gather 1000 people, I'm going to ask them the question of what advice do you give the 15 to 21 year olds becoming an adult? And I got all those thousand people and we've got really practical advice. We've got uh, really heartfelt letters that are very emotional. And it's like the mother talking to her son or a father talking to his daughter. And I went, wow, this really feels like a mum. You know, when I read those letters, I went, this really feels like a mother talking to her child her own personal child so these letters are very heartfelt and we've got really practical advice we've got all sorts of uh different advice in between from business marketing relationships communication child wear, uh, uh, raising children uh, all sorts of different things so uh, we've got a thousand different pieces of advice in there and some of the advices are very very short like invest in Berkshire Hathaway and that's the piece of advice. I went, yeah, all right, you're in the book because it's good advice. And, best advice. <laughs> and then we've got really long pieces of advice that you know, um, it takes about five or six minutes to read through it all. Oh. But that's how we came about. That's the background story of how this whole entire project came to fruition. And what I wanted to do is if this project was going to succeed, we could not be relying on donations. We can't rely on handouts, grants, or donations. I what love we have to that. Do I love is that. We, we have to be fully self-sustainable. Mm-hmm. And I, well, I've got a very good, strong business background, right? So what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to build businesses and those businesses are actually going to fund our Thousand Ripple Effects Community Centre and our project. And so what I did was I put, so far, I've built two businesses. Uh, The first business is called Done For You Marketing. And what I do is I actually do all the marketing for business people out there because business people don't like marketing. They suck at marketing. They struggle with marketing. They don't understand marketing at all. And they go, I just wish somebody would do the marketing for me. It is really hard. I just like being a naturopath. I just like being a plumber. I just like being um, the, the coach or the whatever it is that they are in business. And they want somebody to handle the marketing, the messages, reaching the target audience. And I said, I'll do it. I'm putting my hand up. I will do it. Okay, I'll do the marketing for you. I'll put you in front of your niche market. I'll put you in front of your target audience. I'll get the messages for you that really hit home. I'll make sure that all of these things are done. I'll get you on the social media presence done for you marketing. So that's the first business. I love that. And well, a thousand ripple effects. This has got to actually help everybody out there in the entire world. It has to be a win, win, win for everybody. So the businesses win because they get marketing done for them. Their business wins because their business gets them put in front of their target audience. I win because I get a revenue income stream and my community centre wins. The Thousand Ripple Effects Project wins because then we've actually got the funding and the revenue that's actually... Um, self-sustainable it's fully self-sustainable revenue and we can actually go and build things we can actually go and get another block of units and provide housing and accommodation we can actually provide food for these kids on a daily basis we can actually you know keep the community center running and things like that so everything had to be creating a ripple effect and actually benefiting people out there in the world and I've got a little bit of a saying Um, success is everybody who benefits from having you lived right that's what success is is. having everybody benefit from having you lived and um, you'll see the quote in a moment because you will because I'll put that up there anyway so yes and but this is the whole thing is everybody and I looked at some of the not-for-profit models and I just said, everybody's relying on a grant or a donation or a handout or something. And I said, well, their project stops because they go, well, we just didn't get the funding this month. We didn't get enough donations come in this month. The grant application didn't come through. It didn't get approved. And I said, well, I don't want to be in that position where I'm relying on somebody else to say, yes, you can do this or no, you can't do this. It's up to me. It's up to- completely and totally up to me to actually do this. I have to be fully self-sustainable in a revenue stream that helps everybody and it must help people. So that's why I did done for you marketing because there's so many people that struggle with it and they want it all done for you. And so you just go to the website and get it done. And we we do that for you. Do you have a lot of clients, Stacey? At the moment, um, we've got a handful of clients Good. and I just want to keep it going. I want to build it and build it and build it. And so that we can actually be fully self-funded and self-sustainable. Because that's the only way A Thousand Ripple Effects is actually going to manifest and be out there in the world. Great. Now, the second business mm-hmm. is um, our target audience is women with endometriosis. And what happened, there's a little bit of a story behind this. And what happened is that for me to actually publish the Thousand Ripple Effects book and then be on the speaking tour on the speaker's circuit and go and tell the, the story and everything like that. I had to heal my body. Now I was in terrible, terrible pain. I had pelvic pain and I'd gone to eight different doctors and three hospitals and I got no help from the medical system. And I got to a point where I said, this is ridiculous. I said, there's something seriously wrong with me. The doctors are not listening to me. Doctors are not helping me. I have to go and study medicine. I have to actually find out what's wrong with me. So I actually went to the medical school I went to the medical school library and I started asking if I could borrow the medical books, all those books, the same books that doctors use to actually become a doctor. And the librarian said to me, no, you cannot borrow those because you have to be enrolled as a student in our university studying medicine. You have to become a doctor. And I went, that's okay, no problem. You can stop me from borrowing the books, but you cannot stop me from reading them. So I turn up to the, the medical school library every day I'd sit at the desk, get those books off the shelf and I studied medicine. I read all the medical books oh until I worked God. out what was wrong with me. Oh. Okay, I, I actually found out what was actually wrong with me. It's called endometriosis. Mm-hmm. And it's a, a, it's a medical condition that affects 176 million women out in the world. Every country, every woman, every nationality, every culture is affected. It doesn't matter whether you're black or white, brown, pink, blue or green or, or whatever. Um, if you're a woman, you are in that category and you will be affected by it. And I just said men are affected by this as well because there's a man out there somewhere whose wife or daughter has endometriosis. Okay, so get the information to the men as much as you do the women. So I started the women's business and I actually provide them with, uh, I tell my story because I'm not allowed to give any medical advice at all. I'm not a doctor. I never actually, you know, wore a gap in town and... <laughs> and walked down the aisle and graduated from medical school I just turned up read medical books found all the answers implemented the knowledge into my own life healed my own body I actually healed my body to the point that I have no pain whatsoever and now I just share my story and I want to share that story with as many women as possible to help them right so that's the second business we actually help women with endometriosis And they're the two businesses that I've started so far. I do plan to start a few more businesses as well, uh, because the more businesses that we have up and running, then the more financial support that the Thousand Ripple Effects Project actually does. So if there's a business out there that really does not like marketing, struggles with marketing, wants help with their marketing, wants marketing done for them, come and see me okay please and if there's a woman out there struggling with endometriosis come and see me come and talk to me listen to my story and hopefully uh the steps that I share with you will be of some benefit and will help you as well so oh, yes
0: what is your uh projection date Stacey for opening the community center
1: okay so I'm just doing the last lot of formatting for the Thousand Ripple Effects book. Mm -hmm. Uh, All the stories are in and I'm just doing the formatting part of it now. So once I finish the formatting, please don't ask me how long that's going to take me (laughs) because I've never done formatting before. And I've been very hesitant to hand it over to somebody on Fiverr or anything like that. And I've just had to learn, teach myself how to do formatting. And there's six books in this whole series. Holy and each one has 166 stories in it. So there's a lot of formatting to do. And it's not just something that can take me a week. It's oh. taking me a few weeks, all right? And I had to get my head around the formatting and how to do it, and how to set the pages up and the margins and everything like that. So it's been a journey in itself, a long journey and a tough journey and a rough journey okay but I'm getting there and every day I, I plug away at getting more stories and more pages formatted and then hopefully very soon we will be able to publish very very soon so wonderful. yes wonderful Ah, yep.
0: oh, I love your story I love your mission and your passion for helping these kids it's it's and that it's self self-sustaining self-sufficient Yes. What I yes. most love about it. I yes. mean, yes. What a gift you are to so many. And I thank you so much for sharing your story. And I will put your um, information on in the show notes. Uh, the, the thousand ripple effects is a thousand ripple and done for you marketing. Is it doneforyoumarketing.com?
1: Oh no that one's strongsustainablebusiness.com.au. <laughs> Why does that one again? Uh strongsustainablebusiness.com.au. So I'll you've got the website links there yes. and we'll we'll put them up so yes. they'll be in yeah. the sh- they'll be in the show notes. So yes. um
0: if you want to check out or work with Stacy, uh please get a hold of her and please 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 uh, wherever you're listening to this, hit the subscribe button and share this story with your friends so that we can help Stacy build this beautiful program to help so many kids and uh, young adults that really need help and support. So uh, again, Stacy, thank you so much for your time today and sharing your story.
1: You're so welcome, Tracy. It's been an absolute pleasure being here. Thank you to all the audience members who are listening out there. I hope you've learned something. Uh, I look forward to working with you in some way, shape, form, or capacity, and I'm sure that we will meet along the journey. Thanks, everyone.
0: Remember, click the subscribe button, and thank you so much for joining. Have a good day.